Hi guys, welcome back to Model Behavior. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I need to stop recording episodes like the day after I go out because I feel like my voice is just fried every time and sounds terrible, so sorry about that. But welcome to my first advice session. I am very excited to do this because I kind of love giving advice. I was actually studying child psychology in college and I'm considering becoming a therapist later in life. So I loved reading your questions and I'm excited to give you some advice. If you think I'm like giving the wrong advice, obviously do not listen to me, but I'm going to try my best to offer some words of wisdom. All these questions are from a little Q&A thing that I put on my Instagram story a couple weeks ago. So if you don't follow my Instagram and want to be part of the next advice session or get a question answered, go follow my Instagram. It's just my name, Bentley Meskel. And I definitely want to do a few of these episodes. So follow me if you want to be part of it. Anyway, let's get into it. First question. Oh, also some of these questions are about eating disorders. So little trigger warning for that before I start. I mean, obviously it's, it's like tips about recovery, but if you're just not in a place to even hear about that, then that's okay. And I'll catch you on the next one. Anyway, question number one is how do you deal with people being insensitive about eating disorders, weight, and food? If it's someone making a comment like about what you're eating, say someone says like, wow, I could never finish all that. Or, oh, you had that for breakfast? Like, I don't normally eat breakfast. Or just something like that that's clearly like eating disorder driven and just like judgmental and stupid and people shouldn't say things like that but they do i mean it's easier said than done but don't take that personally don't let them affect how you feel about yourself or discount all the work you've done to be able to eat meals like that or to be able to eat breakfast every day like literally if somebody says something like that to me i just feel sorry for them I'm just like, wow, that's really unfortunate that they feel that way about themselves and feel that way about food. And I know how bad it feels to like think that way about food in your body and that sucks that they're in that place mentally, but I'm glad I'm not anymore. And I just like think to myself, like, I hope they heal that part of themselves and just move right along because what they're doing is literally just projecting their own issues with food or their own issues with weight and body image. And usually whatever they're saying is unhealthy or incorrect and judgmental. And deep down, you know that. So literally just let those comments bounce off of you because it's a reflection of them, not whatever you're doing. It has nothing to do with what you're doing. Or if it's someone being insensitive in terms of saying like, just eat, or you're so thin, you don't need to be on a diet while you're actively struggling with an eating disorder, just ignore them. They have no idea what it's like. They have absolutely zero understanding of what's going on in your head. And good for them, like I'm jealous that you don't know what I'm going through, but that's exactly the point. They don't know what you're going through. And if they haven't walked in your shoes or experienced an eating disorder themselves, they have no idea what they're talking about. So their opinion on what you're doing literally does not matter. Let your opinion and the opinion of professionals be the only opinion that matters in your recovery. Wow, started off with a heavy hitter. Sorry about that, but we're really just getting right into it. Second question is how to deal with PMS. First of all, 
recognize it's PMS because sometimes I'm like, oh my God, why do I feel like so lazy? And why am I being so emotional? And I'll judge myself for it. But then like, I'll realize like, oh, I'm about to get my period. So let me show myself and my body some compassion for what it's going through and show your body some love and appreciation for the miracle that is your period. Like your period lets you know that you're capable of literally growing an entire life inside of you and lets you know that your organs are functioning. So thank your body for that because that's just amazing. And just treat yourself very gently. Focus on self-care and listening to what your body needs. And I used to have this problem where I felt guilty if my body was like too tired to work out or leave my room that day. But I just remind myself like what my body is actually going through in that moment and I need to let it rest. Just don't try to fight against your body. Listen to it and honor what it needs. Honestly, I love having PMS now. I love my body telling me to slow down. I love craving different types of food and sweets. I even love getting a little acne breakout because it means my body is working. It means my hormones are fluctuating properly and I'm proud of my body and I think it's beautiful. So that's just how I have like reframed PMS in my mind now. Okay, next question. How do you know it's time to walk away from a relationship? First and foremost, if you are not being respected, walk away. And my number one tip for kind of figuring this out is to imagine your own daughter being in the relationship you are in. Would you want her to be in that relationship? And I know how hard it is to leave a relationship while you're still in love. It's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. But the bottom line is, if you don't feel respected, walk away. Because there is someone who will respect you. You need to value yourself enough to know that you deserve something more, something better. Even if you're still in love with this person. Okay, but in a less extreme situation, like maybe you're falling out of love or you're just constantly arguing and not really happy with each other anymore and you've been working on it for a while, but it's just not really getting better. At a certain point, I think you need to take a step back and look at the relationship from the outside and be like, is this a happy, thriving, healthy relationship? Is this really what I want out of a relationship? If you're constantly thinking about what it would be like to be with someone else or what it would be like if you were single, that is a big fat sign that you might want to break up. Obviously, these thoughts might cross your mind in a great relationship that you're really happy in, and I think that's somewhat normal, and that doesn't mean you should break up. I'm talking about a prolonged period of like really considering these thoughts. And it's okay to grow out of a relationship or grow out of love. And it's really sad. And my advice would be not to pretend that it's not sad because it is. And even if it's not a huge breakup, like a fight or something, and it's just like pretty mutual and cordial, it's still sad. It's still a breakup. And you can be upset about it even if it's the right decision. Like sometimes the right decision is still very upsetting. Obviously, there are many more reasons it might be the right time to leave a relationship, but those are like the two main ones that I can think of right now. Anyway, next question. 
How do you deal with the idea that you're growing up and getting older? I'm not gonna lie, I freaked the fuck out about this the other day. I always thought that I really wanted to grow up and I didn't have a problem with it, but then I think it all snuck up on me at once and I was definitely spiraling for like a week. I started thinking about how simple life was when I was younger, like living at home and how I didn't have to pay rent, I didn't have to pay taxes. I lived with my family and I could like go cry to my mom and sleep in her bed whenever I needed to. And I just like had my dogs and my brother to hang out with and life was just so much simpler. And I started to like really feel the pressure of all the responsibilities I have now. And I just really missed being a kid and I wanted to be a kid again. And I had never felt like that before. So it was very overwhelming and I was like, holy shit, like what do I do? So I freaked out for a while and then I was like, okay, I'm going to bring myself back into the present moment and look at what's going on and just what am I grateful for in my life right now? So I looked around my apartment and I was like, yeah, sometimes it's stressful to pay rent, but look how independent I've become. I'm so proud of myself. And yes, it's stressful to live hours away from my family and go to work and buy my own groceries and do literally everything on my own. But look how responsible I've become. Look at this little life I'm building for myself. It's so great. I love this chapter of my life. So I think my advice would be to first accept that it is hard to grow up and don't judge yourself for being overwhelmed by it or missing being a kid. It is overwhelming and that's okay. But then start to look around at the things you've achieved for yourself and the responsibilities you're fulfilling and the independence you've established and be so proud of yourself. Okay, next question. What to do when the guy you want doesn't want you? Forget that guy. (laughs) Easier said than done. But if someone can't see your value or doesn't see you romantically, don't waste your time. You're amazing. You're beautiful. You are so worthy of love and a great relationship and you will find that, but this guy is not the one. Not everyone's going to be in love with you, just like you're not going to be in love with everyone you meet. And I understand it's hard when you really like a guy and have a huge crush on them and think they're so charming and so cute and whatever. I've been there. (laughs) Uh, I feel like this is embarrassing, but growing up, I had a huge crush on a guy for like five years. Like this guy was gorgeous. He was so funny, so popular so athletic like i was obsessed and he wanted nothing to do with me (laughs) absolutely nothing did not like me and it sucked like this was my dream guy at the time and he did not feel that way about me at all and it was hard for a while but then i was like okay well he is like not the only person in the world and i shouldn't have to convince someone to like me back someone is going to be obsessed with me one day and it won't take any convincing (laughs) Like, you don't want to be in a relationship where you feel like you always have to be convincing someone to be with you. And by my senior year, I knew that no matter how great I thought that guy was, he just wasn't for me. It wasn't going to happen. He wasn't the right guy for me because the right guy is going to be obsessed with me. And so my senior year, after I had kind of like gotten over this crush and this guy had actually been dating someone else for a while and whatever, I just wasn't thinking about him that way anymore. Like, obviously, still gorgeous, still funny, but didn't really have a crush anymore. So we ended up at a party together, and 
he kissed me, which I had dreamed about since I was in middle school. And he kissed me. And his girlfriend was at the party. We both knew that. So I was like, dude, no. Like, thanks for the kiss. Like, middle school me is very happy right now. But, like, no, don't cheat on your fucking girlfriend. And I was like, wow, like, he's that kind of guy. Like, good thing he didn't ever like me back. Anyway, in summary, literally forget that guy. You will find better. Do not worry. Next question. How to combat fear foods. Honestly, I think the only way to do this is to eat them. Confront the fear. Be scared. Be anxious. Be upset. Do it anyway. In my experience, that is the most effective way of getting over your fear foods. Eat the cake. Eat the pizza. Eat the ice cream. Eat the pasta. Eat it all. And if you're not eating immense amounts of these foods all the time, you will see that nothing will change. And the only way to see that is to do it. Eat the foods that you're scared of and you'll see that it doesn't change anything. The only thing that changes is you get to eat more yummy foods. Or if you are gaining weight in recovery because you need to and you should, embrace the new foods. Embrace your body getting healthier and appreciate it. Appreciate the foods because delicious food is one of the best parts of life. I don't know about you, but I do not want to live this one life I have depriving myself of some delicious food just because I'm scared it will go to my thighs. First of all, it probably won't change your body at all. Second of all, if it does, hot, love it, whatever. Eat that food. It's good. Enjoy your life. Live your life to the fullest. Literally. <laughs> okay, this one is a heavy one. I am in the depths of my eating disorder, but I don't want help. It doesn't seem worth the long journey. This was me. For two years, I did not want to get better. I did not want help. I wanted to be sick because sickness was what I knew. It was what I was used to and it was familiar. It was like a security blanket. It was the one thing I could control and I did not want to let go of that control. I was scared of gaining weight. I was scared of telling people how much I was struggling. I was scared to face my eating disorder and admit that I needed help. I was also scared of the process of healing because I knew how hard it would be. But I was also exhausted. I was destroying my body. I knew I would never be happy, no matter how small I got. And I just could not keep thinking about food 24 hours a day. I was not living how people are supposed to live. I was torturing myself. And actually, I'll, I'll tell you about the day I finally asked for help. I had just had COVID, so I was in my apartment by myself for a week. And all I could think about every second of every day was food, which was what was normal for me, but I didn't have any distractions now. It was just me and my eating disorder trapped in a room. I couldn't go anywhere or give myself any errands to like distract myself with, and I couldn't get my steps in and I was obsessed with steps and burning calories. But I had to sit on the couch for multiple days because I was sick and I could barely breathe. My chest was so tight, I had a high fever, and probably like the third day I was quarantined, I was so anxious about not exercising that I put on a mask, went down to the basement where the gym was in my apartment, and ran three miles on the treadmill. 
still very much struggling to breathe, very much sick. And there was a mirror right in front of the treadmill. And I was just staring at myself and crying while I ran because I realized how sad this was and how horrible this illness had gotten. It was controlling my entire life. And I was literally running miles with full-blown COVID because I couldn't bear the thought of resting. But I still didn't ask for help after that. My grandparents came to visit me a few days later, like right after I got out of quarantine. And they had just had COVID the month before and it had been like six or seven days since I tested positive. So don't come at me. Everyone was fine and I was cleared to stop quarantining. So leave me alone. But they came to visit and we started going out to eat. And I was so anxious because I couldn't even enjoy seeing my grandparents. I was losing my shit at every meal. I was just constantly thinking, how can I restrict? What is the lowest calorie thing on the menu? And then feeling so guilty after eating anything I used to consider quote unquote unhealthy. And I was just thinking of what activities I could do with my grandparents where I could get the most steps in and burn the most calories. Like that's so sad. And after a couple days of doing this, I lost my shit. I think just the two weeks combined, like first dealing with COVID and just being left alone with my thoughts for five days and then being so anxious the entire time my grandparents were there just really made me hit my breaking point. So I had a meltdown in my apartment and called my mom and told her I have an eating disorder and I really need help. And that's the best answer I can give you. I had to reach my breaking point. I had to come to the realization that this was not a way to live. I had to let go of the eating disorder no matter how much I relied on it. I had to love myself more than I loved my eating disorder. I cannot emphasize that enough. And I wanted to learn how to do that because I knew I deserved that. And you deserve that. You deserve to love yourself more than your eating disorder. Recovery is so, so worth it. There is no one that has recovered and is like, oh my God, I wish I didn't do that. That was really hard. Like, no. Yes, it's so fucking hard and overwhelming and confusing, but it's worth it. And it's okay to be scared. You are absolutely going to be scared, but be scared and do it anyway. Next question is, how do I stay fit for modeling while still recovering from an eating disorder? I answered this on my TikTok, but I'm gonna put it here too. This is a great question. I am still figuring this out, but honestly, I've just changed my mindset. Yes, I love modeling. Yes, I love my job. Yes, I love having a paycheck, but I am learning to love myself and care about my health more than any job. And the industry is also changing. And until this last year, modeling was always presented to me as you need to be this size and your body needs to look this way or you will not succeed and you will not have a job. And it's unfortunate that that's what was told to me for so long. It's just really not true. And now I have to retrain my brain to understand that I can be immensely successful in my healthiest body, not a body that I destroy to reach unhealthy and unrealistic measurements. No one has to be tiny and perfectly toned with perfect measurements anymore. There are jobs for everyone at every size. And I am not the perfect measurements anymore that I was told I had to be for so long. And I work 10 times more now at my bigger measurements 
that are not the quote traditional measurements. I work literally 10 times more now than I ever did when I was starving myself to be that size. So now I'm working on changing my mindset to working out and eating with the intention of being healthy and strong. I do not work out or eat for aesthetics. I do not work out or eat with the goal of losing measurements. So to answer your question, how do I stay fit for modeling while still recovering? Just keep recovering. Don't focus on your body looking fit. Focus on your body feeling fit. The jobs will come no matter what. There are all types of clients out there who will love you and love your look and love working with you at your natural and healthiest size. Focus on your recovery and the rest will come. Very passionate about that one, clearly. (laughs) Next question. I spend every day with my boyfriend. I love it, but I don't have friends anymore and people tell me it's not healthy. Okay, this was also me for the first year of my relationship. And I've just recently started making friends again and finding my independence. But I really did spend the first year of my relationship with my boyfriend being my only friend. And I spent all of my time with him. This was not because he was like asking me to spend all my time with him in like an unhealthy or controlling way. He actually told me many times (laughs) that he thought it would be healthy for me to get out there and be more social and make more friends. But I was always like, yeah, sure. But like, I'm so content with our little routine and I have social anxiety and I don't really know how to go about making new friends. And I don't really have the energy to make new friends. And so like, I'm good, like this is fine. But it wasn't fine. (laughs) My world was too small. And no matter how introverted and anxious I think I am, I need to be around people. And I need to have people to talk to and build friendships with. And I thought I was going to hate the process of making friends and I was very much in denial that I was lonely. And I was denying the fact that I missed having close friends. And it was actually hard at first. And I really had to force myself to message people and ask people to go to lunch and introduce myself to people on Instagram and just like ask them if they wanted to get a coffee or something. And it was not easy or comfortable for me, but I knew I needed to try it. And I started meeting up with people and going to dinners and lunches and coffees and forming these new connections. And holy shit, best decision ever. But also it was hard and it was honestly exhausting sometimes. Like I was so used to my only communication being with my boyfriend, my parents, like people at work and like ordering a coffee in the morning. So my social battery was just not functioning. (laughs) And so I was exhausted every time I met up with a friend. I would leave feeling brain dead, but also happy and excited and feeling connected. And the more I've been socializing, the less I feel so tired and overstimulated after hanging out with people. And it just feels really good. And I think one of the most important parts of your 20s and also, I mean, just life in general, but especially your 20s is female friendships and connecting with other women. So my advice is I totally understand you love hanging out with your boyfriend and keep doing that, but also put yourself out there and connect with some girls. Make time for friends. I know it's daunting and you feel like you're fine without it, but trust me on this one. Start a conversation with someone in one of your classes if you're in school. 
reach out to someone in your city that you think is cool and just message them on Instagram or TikTok and literally just be like, hi, like you seem really cool and I'm trying to make more girlfriends. So I'd love to grab a coffee or sometime if you're down. I know you might think you sound weird, but I've done that so many times and that's how I've made several of my friends and it's worth thinking you might sound weird. Um, So yeah, that would be my best advice in that situation. Okay, next question. How do I break up with a bad friend? This is a tricky one, and I think there's several ways to do this. I think option number one is if you want to try and change the relationship and save the friendship, then option one is to have a conversation with them and let them know how you're feeling or the ways you feel like they're being a bad friend to you. And with this way, I think you can try to save the relationship and work on it, and maybe they'll realize how they've been a bad friend and hopefully apologize and fix their behavior. But if you're sure that you really don't want to be friends with this person anymore, I think you could just tell them straight up like, hey, I don't think this friendship is positive or healthy, and I think I'm going to take some space away from it. But I also understand that that's a difficult conversation. And honestly, how I've ended a friendship before is to literally just stop hanging out with them and stop answering texts. Like I ended a really long friendship like a year ago. This friend was only hitting me up when she needed something or wanted something from me that would like benefit her. Basically only talking to me in a very selfish way and not really ever asking about me or she like was not interested in anything I was doing like toxic friend for sure so I just told myself like okay if she texts me and it's only to ask me for something or like ask me to do her a favor then I am not going to answer and I set that boundary for myself and then I realized that she never even reached out first unless she was asking for something and she never initiated a conversation just like even just asking what's up how are you so once i set that boundary we literally just stopped talking and like yeah we'll still run into each other but we've just grown apart from not really talking anymore and maybe this isn't the healthiest way to end a friendship like maybe you should have a conversation with this person about why you're going to stop hanging out so much but i didn't do that and I got the result I wanted. (laughs) So, but basically my advice is to either talk to your friend and tell them how you're feeling and maybe you can try to fix it or talk to your friend and tell them why you want some distance or just set some personal boundaries and slowly kind of back out of the friendship. I'm not sure that's great advice, but that's (laughs) just what worked for me, honestly. But yeah, I think that's my advice for that. Okay, Um, I know I definitely did not answer everyone's questions, but I'm definitely going to do more episodes like this. So like I said, make sure you follow my Instagram to be included in the next one. But this was fun. I loved this and I hope it was somewhat helpful and hopefully I gave good advice. I feel like I did most of the time, but yeah, thank you for listening. I love you all so much, and I'm going to wrap that up here, and I'll see you next time.